The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Streaks in. Streaks in. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris, John Mashoda, and Kyle Yeomans. It's a wonderful Wednesday edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company live from the star in Frisco, Texas in the SWBC studios as we welcome you into a preview of the Cowboys defense versus the upcoming Philadelphia Eagles offense. We've got a lot to get into here over the next 45 minutes. Glad you're with us talking Cowboys nation. We've got Nick Harris, John Machota, Isaiah Stanback, Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Doing good. Doing, doing all good. right. Hey, Rangers are up 3-1. Rangers up 3-1. Baby. Get it Rangers. done tonight. Chance to close it out with big Feeling game good. Nate on the mound. Nathan Evaldi yep. going for the Rangers. Who's the game at tonight? It's in Arizona. I know. Just wait till you come home. Uh, Don't you want to go 11 and 0 on the road? I was about to say. I pretty care wild. about that. I care about the ring, buddy. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> get it done. Exactly. Get the ring. Yeah. Get it you done. Don't get it, you don't have to get on a home. flight to go celebrate. <laughs> yep. Like you rather just drive to the crib and go celebrate. Yeah. Or <laughs> just turn up in the locker room and then drive home. Uh, I mean, well, I don't know if beggars can't drive. be choosers. I <laughs> you can. I don't know if you should drive home if you're turning up. Yeah. Oh, Maybe good idea. There you go. Drive yeah, you yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> they, they just won a World Series. Those guys can afford an Uber. We'll yeah. make it work. <laughs> it'll it'll happen. But I, I didn't know what the sponsor was. So I <laughs> right I think right so. Share. I don't even know. I don't know that. <laughs> that actually, I do know that one. I think it's an NFL thing. Mm, yeah. It is. Uh, but yeah, Cow- uh, Cowboys. Quiet at the trade deadline. The Rangers' bats not so quiet in Game Five or no, uh, Game Four. <laughs> let's let's talk about it a little bit. That's that's the number one news and note I would assume mm-hmm. is the fact that the Cowboys are it is not doing anything or have not done anything and won't do anything in terms of the NFL trade deadline. There's a lot of frustration amongst Cowboys fans. Are you out frustrated, there. Kyle? A little bit. A little. I don't think I'm as frustrated as everybody else, but I would have liked them to make a move. We've talked about this a hundred times. Yes, we did. I would like them to make a move. Mm. I would have loved them to make a move. You have to speak in past tense now. It's past tense now. They didn't. I'm not saying that they're just completely done. Oh, my gosh, oh, let's pack this thing no, up. Let's no, go no. home. That, there's a lot of people that are doing that. No, I saw silly. one content that's, creator that did do that. That was dumb. He said, he was like, it's never been more over than it has been that, no, now. That's, that's not the case. There's a lot of games left to be if played. If you didn't watch anything about the Cowboys, you could possibly think that. Maybe. But if you keep up with the rest of the NFL, it's kind of hard to sit there and think that anything's over right now. Yeah. yeah. And Nothing's it's, over. Everything is no. wide open. You still got a solid team. It's just, you would just, like we talked about yesterday, you would just like to see them just push things over the edge. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just load up. Why not? And that was without other teams getting better, too. Yeah, we didn't even talk about them. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't control what other teams do. That's the reality. And, you know, I was upset. Because of the lack of movement from the Cowboys organization, we don't know what was attempted. We don't know what phone calls were made, what phone calls were received. I guess we should probably say because we don't make phone calls. Um, But you you do. No, you know. Um, But you know, other teams you can't control. Other teams. I'm, I'm less concerned about the other teams now. I can tip my hat off to the other teams for continuing to be aggressive and fitting, filling their, their voids and adding to depth to their rooms and c- creating more dominance in terms of personnel on their on their rosters. Kudos to them. We just would have liked to have seen that from Dallas Cowboys. Hmm. So um, I know a lot of people, I know I posted something yesterday, and I never post on Twitter. I was about to say. Or X. Um, I never post, but I had, I had to post. Yeah, I was, I was angry. Yeah, I, was, I was angry. I, it, was, it was unsettling cause to see other teams just loading up. And people were like, oh, you know, well, you couldn't have got that guy because in division. I'm not talking about getting those particular guys. I'm talking about making those particular, those type of moves. Like, those guys were literally just, boom. Let's let's take it over the edge. Seattle, boom. Philly, boom. Who else? San Francisco. San Francisco, boom. Buffalo. Buffalo, boom. <laughs> Who else? Everybody. Everybody. Name another one. Name another one. You know, so, I mean, I don't know. That's my frustration. I am. I am by no means saying that Dallas does not have what they need to be competitive to go chase a ring. Not saying that at all. Let me lay that out there before anybody has any speculation. These guys still have a solid roster. But there is always, always room to improve your roster. 
Can I ask you something from a player standpoint? Yes. What do you think it's like today in the locker room because they didn't make a move? Do you think that uh, – is it good, bad, indifferent? What do you think? It's indifferent. Yeah. It's business as usual. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's one of those things where you look at it and you're like, yeah, we sure could have used that, or I wish we would have took our shot. But, oh, well, here we go. Let's go to practice. You know, it's like this is what we got. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm good with what we have. But it would have been nice to have another juggernaut somewhere on this roster. Because the one I think of is just like of the notable players that moved. Um, most of the ones I'm trying to think off the top of my head are defensive linemen, and I don't see them needing a defensive lineman here. I don't. I'm, I'm not saying I. I shouldn't say it that way. I, <laughs> I, I could see them in the room thinking that they don't need oh, anybody yeah. else on the defensive line. So them seeing, oh, they didn't make a move. Well, we didn't need to make a move. We got the guys here. No, yeah, I think that's. I, I believe that sentiment, but. If you're on the team and you add another dog yeah. to your to your meeting room, nobody's gonna be like, oh. <laughs> you know, saying now you might be like, dang, I might, my playing time just got cut a little bit, or yeah. guess what, I got to step my game up a little bit more, otherwise I'm gonna lose some snaps. But nobody's ever gonna be like, I can't believe they added more talent. <laughs> Darn it! <laughs> really? <laughs> really? <We're, laughs> I can't believe we're more dominant than we were yesterday. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Know, like Sam, nobody in San Francisco world is complaining. I still right think now. there's some guys on the team that are. Mm, I, mean, I don't even. I can't, I, I can't speak to necessarily this team, but teams I've covered in the past where guys would be like, "I can't believe they added that guy. I could have done, you know, give me more opportunities and stuff like that." And as a professional athlete, there's a part of me that can understand why you would why think does, that way. You why know? does Dallas's defensive line, when it comes to you needing to pass against them, why do they feel so confident? When when you're saying the opponent when, has playing, to pass? when the opponent has to pass why because do you why, why do they why as a unit the defensive line why do they feel so confident because of no interior pressure huh because of no interior pressure you're talking about no no no, 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 no. why are the Cowboys why the Cowboys confidence when they step oh, the you have to pass your way back in the game because there's Dallas. waves yeah. Yeah. there's it's waves of waves people. right yeah. it's I look next to me he's a dog I look next to me he's a dog when I got to come out guess what dogs are coming in like like that's why so that room together feels invincible. When it comes to the pass rush, they feel invincible. So that's what I'm talking about. When you start adding pieces to rooms, you start creating a level of confidence that can't be that can't be matched. Right? Right now, when you look at the interior defensive line, what team would you say has the best interior defensive line? Eagles. The Eagles, hands down. And they when they step on the field, I guarantee you they're like, nobody's running against us. Like, I look to my right, I look to my left. Yeah, no, nah, they're not running against us. Guess what? And when I need a breather, I don't feel as if I have to keep going. Right and trying to exert myself past my ability to be able to continue to perform because I can step out for a minute and know that my that my dogs that are coming in the game they're still going to perform too, right? So I could when I get tired I don't feel bad taking a breather and letting those guys go eat and then we just keep this whole thing going, right? Everybody stays at over seventy five percent exertion, just good, right? Everybody positive positive uh, plays. Dallas, I feel they feel that same way when it comes to pass rush. Right, but I don't think they feel that way in some of the other areas. Right, when you look at the the Forty ers right now, the Forty ers they they just did what what the Eagles have done, except for they did it with pass rushers. Yeah, instead of doing it with interior guys like Eagles, like the Eagles have been focusing on the past few years, they focus on pass rushers. So now it doesn't matter if you shut down Bosa. Now it doesn't matter if you shut down Armstead. Now you got to worry about freaking Randy Gregory now. And you got to worry about freaking uh, Chase, Chase Young. Like, and those are waves. And when you're as an offensive lineman, offensive linemen don't get to do what? Take a, take a breather. They don't get to take a breather. Yeah. They get no substitutes. Defensive linemen do. So defensive linemen can stay fresh all the time based upon personnel groupings and rotations. And they're going against offensive linemen that are continually losing productivity because they're getting more gas. I feel like it's a case-by-case basis. I, okay. Because Micah Parsons on one end is going to say, man, would have loved to have some other dogs in here. Would have had some other guys in here. But if you're, let's say, I'm looking down the list. Lower on the pole, totem pole? Sam yeah, Williams. Lower, yeah, yeah lower Sam Williams. Absolutely. Sam Williams is probably like, I can do that. I'm good. Let Woo. me step up. Give yeah. me some, some, some reps. Give me this. Give me that. Yep. Same thing. I mean, Jonathan Hankins right now, he's about as solidified as anybody Facts. on the interior of that defensive line. But further down the list, a Neville Gallimore might be like, hmm. Give me, give me some run. Give me some run instead. It's case I, by case. Absolutely. Maybe it's locker room by locker room because yep. I think this team is different than any other absolutely. team in in the country and vice versa. Every team in the country is different than every other team in the country as well. I, I feel like there was a pretty good indication that this team wanted somebody to come in. Yeah. At least one move. Something to sure up a spot of weakness because – 
it may not look like it now, but down the line, it's going to come back, and there's there's going to be a moment where somebody gets injured, where something happens in a long 17-game NFL season, yep. and somebody's going to look up and say, man, I wish we would have made a deal at the deadline. I, and there, there were chances to do so at position groups, maybe not specific instances with trades, but position groups, the door was open to get a deal done. I had a conversation with my daughter this morning. She has a field trip today, right? And we so get where in the they car. Going? Uh, they're going to the Arboretum or something like that, right? It's fun. Uh, yeah. So um, they're going on a field trip. And I asked her, I say, hey, you, you, do you have a, a good enough jacket? And she was like, oh, you know, it's not even cold. I'm like, okay, so you don't feel cold right now. But if should you need a jacket, you're not going to be in a position to have a jacket, right? So right now you feel perfectly fine. But if you get cold, you're not in a situation because you did not prepare. <laughs> right, you did not prepare yourself she said, to be Dad, to we're possibly. Not do, we're not doing this listen, right now. Hey, listen, for the potential to be cold, <laughs> stay ready. So you have to right? get ready. So get a chance. Hey, listen, so so Dallas, right now they feel good. Dallas feels good right now about about certain aspects of their roster. However, should something happen, they are not prepared to weather those storms. That's the reality. I do if, believe Mike Mike McCarthy. If he was here, he would argue with you about the Packers team that he won the Super Bowl with. He brings that up all the time about how the I depth next man up, all that played, stuff played I a factor it. and other guys stepped up that maybe earlier in the season you didn't see a role for. I, I and I'm only saying this stuff because I'm with you mm-hmm. on on 99.9% of what you're saying, but I also don't think it sounds great on a podcast if everybody just agrees. So I'm just trying to play devil's <laughs> no, advocate get a little bit just to give you a little bit different perspective, but I'm just just so you know like Yeah. I, I agree with just about every single thing that you've said the last two days about yeah. this. I if, mean, you, if you lose and Jonathan the Cowboys Hankins, fans have every right to feel disappointed right now. If you lose Jonathan Hankins, what are you guys feeling? Yeah, not great. Bubble no. guts. <laughs> not great. The bubblies, right? Mm-hmm. Fortunately, you do have a guy like Mozzie Smith who's at least strong in there, but it's going to be a learning curve. Like you, That would be a baptism is by he fire. Re- is he ready to fill the void no. of a Jonathan Hankins? No. no. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Things like that, right? Like There are position groups in this and on, on this roster where you're good right now. And you're, and you're crossing your fingers and you're praying and you're hoping and wishing that nothing happens, right? And nobody wants anything to happen. But you're not prepared for if something does happen. Going off of something that John just brought up with the depth that was needed from McCarthy's Packers team, right? And and Super Bowl that they won. You, they needed people to, to players to step up into new roles that weren't foreseen. Is it a, an encouraging thing or a not-so-encouraging thing to look at this team right now as they stand going into week nine, saying that there's not really a whole lot of those guys that you expected or maybe didn't expect to come through that haven't stepped up yet. I think the number one guy would probably be Deron Bland, right? Mm-hmm. But even Deron Bland had five picks last year. He still showed last year that he was going to be a significant starter on this defense. The way he's done it this year is, of course, a surprise. But outside of that, Name one guy that you didn't expect to come into the season and play a massive role and has done that. Marquise so, Bell. Yeah, Marquise Bell okay. will clearly be the that, one. The only group, thing I would say, though, one. about the, the – because you mentioned Bland. I will say at the cornerback position, if one of those corners were to go down <laughs> and it looked like Jacksonville yep. uh, from last year yep. – and you're just bringing Rotating. in guys off the street. Yeah, that's 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 no. A lot of people be pointing back to this. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people. Yeah, Nishan Wright and Noah. Uh, those Benogany. are the guys. Yeah, yeah. And then a lot of people. A free agent again. Is he? Yeah. Interesting. Somebody on the text line there from the 404 said the Cowboys can still pick up Bo Scarborough. <laughs> That's I don't know about that I haven't one. heard I like that name it. in a while. Yeah, yeah I like it. Uh, Sorry, I cut you off, though, about Marquise Bell. Go ahead. Uh, no, no, no. I was just saying Marquise Bell was another one. But that's yeah. that's probably the one, right? Yeah. Because, like I said, Deron Bland, you could argue that he already showed it last year. But is that an encouraging thing or a discouraging thing, the fact that you haven't had those names arise yet and the fact that I mean, we're seven games into the year, but still 10 to go. I, th- I think it's not so necessarily guys um, arising. There are guys in positions to rise. Like We've talked about the running back situation. There's still an opportunity for Rico Dowdle to be mm-hmm. able to prove to be a change of pace back. And sure, I-, I like what Rico has done when he's been given opportunities, but I'd like to see more of those opportunities. And I- I'd like to see you know that, that kind of that carry split get a little bit more um, even. Not not 50-50 by any means, but I'd like to see like a 65-35 there, just because I want to keep Pollard fresh, as we've mentioned many times, uh, throughout leading up to the trade deadline and potentially wanting to get Litter and Fournette, and then he goes to the Bills. Um, I'm trying to think of other guys. Uh, I mean, there's Mozzie Smith in the defensive interior. Again, mm-hmm. that's just another instance of 
you know, he's going to have to play up to that level and be the guy to 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 be able to step into a role like that. Uh, Augie Garrido, a Texas baseball head coach for a long time, 35, 40 years, won a ton of college world series. He always said famously, he's like, you, uh, a guy can't be a hero if you don't let him. So I want to see those opportunities for those young guys. Well, so for me, the position I look at is offensive line. And that's where I have the biggest question marks, just like we did going in the season about the depth. I will say that's a position I didn't expect them to upgrade at the trade deadline. It just that's a position. There's one team that did, right? Yeah, it's just it's it's not very likely though that you're going to upgrade. I didn't I didn't see that coming on the offensive line uh, to a level of what this team needs, mm-hmm. and that's one spot where there are a lot of opportunities for some young guys to really step yeah. up. And I don't think up to this point we've seen those young players step up to where you feel like. Oh yeah, if one of these starters goes down for the rest of the season, one of these young guys are going to step in there, and you're going to be fine. I think that you would probably have some pretty big concerns if that happened. What position groups outside of defensive line do you feel like if you lost a guy, lost a starter, a key contributor, that you're like, yo, we feel good about next man up? Mm, safety. safety, yeah. Um, Who comes in? Well, you just have. Wanye Thomas. Yeah. Your linebacker I'm not right saying I'd feel great. Yeah, it yeah. makes you it, it makes you thinner, but at least you're there. At least you have guys that can fill yeah. in. This position, I'm not saying I'd feel great, but just based on history and how it went last year when this problem arose, mm. quarterback. Okay. Yeah. Um, it would be high on that list, but other than that, yeah, you have a point. Just because the depth is not is not really thick with this team san francisco is experiencing that problem right now they're yeah. having some key injuries in certain mm-hmm. places and guys can't step up um and it's 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 bothered them mm-hmm. so yeah it, i mean it's a conversation the deadline has now come and gone we're done talking about it until of course a situation like that arises and maybe there is a, a lack of depth at a certain position but right now you can't do anything about it nope. it's done it's done let's move on when we come back here on talking <sighs> cowboys We're going to preview the Dallas defense and what they have coming up against this Philadelphia offense. Plenty of weapons around the table. And then stick around, of course, in the third segment. We'll hear about around the NFL with John Machota. More talking Cowboys right after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys, and now he's on his phone on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. This segment of the show is brought to you by Quaker Oats, a super trusted superfood. Quaker Oats, official oatmeal sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. Gentlemen, I got a bit of an announcement. <laughs> bit of an announcement. Next Tuesday. <laughs> next Tuesday, not that announcement. Next Tuesday, we will be on the road for Talking Cowboys. Next Tuesday. Next Let's Tuesday. Do I, get, do, I, do I at least get some coffee? Yes, because that's where we're going to be. What? Black Rifle Coffee Company oh, yeah. up in, I don't know if they consider it Prosper or just North Frisco, but black, we're up the tollway. Do we get a Black Rifle with it? Uh, yeah, they said, <laughs> uh, I had a quote from our Black Rifle Coffee representative. He's a great dude, nice. writer. He told me yesterday, and I quote, you can have as much coffee as you want. High five. R-T-T. Nice. But it's a whole thing. They're having the grand opening of a brand new brick and mortar <laughs> show. Brand new brick and mortar uh, store nice. up the tollway. Uh, you can come and join us. We'll give you more details as we get closer. But we'll have our show same time, 9 to 945. We'll be live on site. Come stop by. Plan on stopping by next Tuesday up here in North Frisco, Prosper area. I'll give you the exact address as we get down the line. Fun. But, just keep that in mind. Should be fun coming up on Tuesday. All right, let's take a look at this Eagles offense. Weapons. <laughs> Weapons everywhere. They have that? They certainly do. A.J. Brown, one of the best wide receivers, if not the best in 2023 he has to be in football. Right now, he has to be he because be. he's putting up unbelievable numbers. Wait. Over Tyreek? Uh, what, are we, what are we doing here? Okay, we can say oh, NFC. We'll say oh, NFC. Okay. No, we'll no. say NFC. Okay. That's the fair. last nine games, what has he done? 100 yards, 100 yards, 125. 125 plus yards in his last nine games. That's fair. Well, look, let me look back and forth. I'm taking Tyreek. Oh, I mean, I love the explosiveness <laughs> yeah. of Tyreek. I don't know. No, 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 I love <laughs> the explosiveness of Tyreek. Can we talk about this? No, we Better receiver or more explosive receiver? Those are two different conversations. Both mm. both of those conversations result in me saying Tyreek Hill. Uh, AJ yeah. Brown has been doing things. Though. He has. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, he has oh, yeah. been unreal. That's, a, that's the okay. So that right there, what we just did right there, <laughs> is the problem with this part of the business. Is that as soon as you try and sit there and mention somebody else, it all of a sudden sounds like you're talking somebody else down. <laughs> no. Nothing on this no, side no, of the no, table no, no. ever so said anything, anything negative about AJ Brown. About AJ Brown. <laughs> yeah. He's a monster. Yeah. Awesome. Love to have him. Yes. I will take Tyreek Hill. That reminds me. Yes, please. Tyreek Hill. He changes the dynamic of the defense. Yes, he does. Yeah. I saw a tweet last week. It was like, man, I really like pancakes. Like. The first comment was like, why do you hate waffles so much? <laughs> but either way, yeah, he's amazing. Uh, he's insane. Yes. Yes. He's been incredible. Devontae Smith's been playing well. Jalen Hurts, Dallas Goddard, De- DeAndre Swift in the backfield. That's a new wrinkle that, that the, the Cowboys haven't seen just yet. I mean, there are guys to give them the football to. And then Isaiah, I know the way that you've talked about it in, in the past, this RPO game has given Dallas fits. Yeah. Uh, do you anticipate that again on Sunday. I do, unfortunately. I don't uh, the only team that Dallas has faced this year that remotely resembles what the Philadelphia <clears throat> Eagles don't offense does don't. is Arizona. Yeah. Arizona. And that was just a smidgen. Well, let me look back. What, How did that go? Oh, yeah. never mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, they literally just run a fraction of what Philadelphia's offense is. But we as we talked about it that week, I told you what, huh? That offense was going to give them problems. Wait till yeah. we talk about the defense tomorrow. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like I foresaw that being a problem against Arizona because yeah. they had they had a little bit of resemblance as what the, what the Eagles do, and the Eagles obviously are the originators of it. So I foresee it still being a problem. I I do believe that they, that you can find a way to slow it down. I don't know about shutting it down, but I, you could definitely slow it down. But Coach Dan Quinn is going to have to clearly communicate and get these guys to truly trust their responsibilities. Because with this type of offense, you want to do more. Like, I want to stop that guy that's going over there, but that's not my job. It's not my job. I got to stay here. I got to stay here. Even though Nick's not going anywhere, I got to stay here and I got to look at Nick and I got to make sure he doesn't do anything. But my eyes are looking over there like, crap, he has the ball. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm the more dangerous. Yeah, I figured that much. Uh, But that's the challenge with this offense, playing against this offense, because (laughs) you get caught trying to figure out what should I be doing. And if everybody just locks in on the responsibilities that Coach Dan Quinn and the rest of the defensive staff is going to put on paper and say, hey, I just need you to worry about Kyle. Just just lock in on Kyle. Even if he doesn't do anything, just just take care of him. 
right? It's, that's the most difficult in the thing to just do your assignment, right? Just DUI, D, was it DUI? Do your or DYJ? Do do your job. <laughs> it's like DUI. Do, what? do your job. It's the hardest thing. Acronyms aren't his yeah, thing. It's not my thing. Uh, my, mind, my mind works too fast. But. DYJ, just do your job. But that's the most difficult thing because there's so much going on. In the moment that you try to, uh, you know what, I'm going to help him out. He needs some help. That's when you get got. Mm. What do you think whenever you what, – what challenges this defense the most whenever you look at the Philadelphia offense? Probably that tush push. No, um, <laughs> I would say – that just there's going to be so much talked about that, so I, just, I had to mention that real quick because that thing is funny. Um, Did you see the the somebody clipped it, and it was Nick Sirianni staring at the camera in the press conference, and he was trying to make a statement. He was like, if everybody could stop it or if everybody could do it, you they would. Like, we're, we're the only ones that could do it that way, and then it showed them, like, getting stopped by Washington, yeah, he, and the he, tush push got beat. And, he bothers me. Um, so <laughs> I would same. say – and, and it's so funny, too, because, like, you cover the Cowboys and people think that, like, you're a fan of the Cowboys and you hate the Eagles. or And I'm because I have friends that are Eagles fans sure. and stuff like that. I'm just like, there's nothing I dislike about the Eagles. Like, they, they're they loaded. I, I love watching them play. Everything is like that. Uh, Sirianni on the sideline bothers me. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah. That yeah. would probably be the biggest thing. <laughs> I, I would agree. That yeah. reminds me of the Oregon coach. I can't get past. The wrong way. Mm. Oh. I, I can't get past. Right. The, Same type I, of energy, right? It is, mm-hmm. but I cannot agree. It's gross. There, there's a moment that will always <laughs> stand out. To, <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. There's, <laughs> there's a moment that will always stand out to me from the Super Bowl, and it's, you know, him trying to talk smack to the Chiefs and telling them to back up, and literally Jalen Hurts has got to tell him to, like, put his hand down, and it just was very, like, I don't know. Like, sure. Yeah, it's very, like, the only people that think this is cool are people that are just diehard fans of this team. There's no unbiased person watching this right now that does not think that this is just silliness, you know? So, yeah. Um, yeah, so, sorry, you brought that up, so it triggered me. No, I apologize. <laughs> good head coach, um, but he is annoying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, obviously, very good head coach. Um Everything about Jalen Hurts is, you know, because as Isaiah said, you know, and a lot of things that, that Isaiah mentioned are, are things that the Cowboys didn't get in as detailed as he did after the game. But after that Arizona game, there was a lot of talk of what he said about a lot of that, like, not, you know, trying to do more, doing other than just your job and things like that. And that is being done with a team that if you're putting their their players in line with what the Eagles have, it's not even close. I mean, for one, the Cardinals— haven't even won since. Yep. Two, the Cardinals, the key player in all of that, got traded yesterday in, yeah. in, in Dobbs. Dobbs. So it's not like they, you know, and, and so you look at the Eagles roster, and there's just part of me that th- takes myself back to Arizona and thinks, so you're going to do something similar with considerably better players? Like, I do think that the Cowboys will be more up for this game. I do think there was a little coming into the Arizona game kind of, maybe riding a little too high off the first two games, thinking they would just show up, blow them out. I don't necessarily see that in this game. But I also think – I also have my – I wonder how they'll play from behind because I don't think the Cowboys will get out to a lead early. That would be the recipe, obviously, is for them to get out to a lead early, make the make Philly play from behind. But I don't yeah. think that's going to happen. I think that Dallas is going to have to come from behind in this game, and this is going to be a tough team to do that against. So um, if you're – the Cowboys' defense – the the biggest thing that I think you have going for you is that you're outstanding at taking the ball away, and this is a quarterback that you can take the ball from. Mm-hmm. And, and and I find it hard to believe that if we sit here next week talking about a Cowboys win, that it would not include multiple takeaways. Okay. I, I think there's a really good opportunity for a very specific defensive lineman coming into this matchup. Do we want, do we want to make any guesses? I like a guessing game. You like a guessing game? I do. Um, very specific. Uh <clears throat> I'm just going to say Mike, Micah Parsons right off the jump. What do you think? D-Law. D-Law, okay. Osa? It's Osa. It's Ooh, Osa Adigizua. Okay. Um, we, we've seen him t- take that next step in pass rush so far this season. Obviously, the run games are going to be a big part of what they try to do on Sunday afternoon. So being able to defend the run, probably most important. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the offensive line for Philly and what they've had to kind of do at right guard and do a little bit of juggling, there's a really good opportunity for him to hone in on his pass rush as well again. Um, I, I want to see him get home. I think he can be I think he can be the aggressor and kind of setting that tone for the defensive line on Sunday because when you look at that offensive line, man, they are they are stacked and they do a really good job both on the outside and the interior but that one little hole at right guard it's been it's been kind of mm. mixed up for them as the season has gone on so i think osa digizua you get him in there he has his best game of the season i think that generates a couple of turnovers 
Uh, one of the texts from the 213 says Dak will use his legs and keep the Eagles offense on the bench and lead the Cowboys to victory on Sunday. I like it. I, I mean, I like the thought process here, but Jalen Hurts can use his legs as well. And that's where I feel like Osa Digizua has to be yeah. stout in the middle of that defense. I think it's the way that he he helps anchor when he's not really been the anchor. He needs to continue to control the line of scrimmage, not be pushed backwards. Isaiah's broken it down, I think, 50 times on film room the last four years since we've been doing it, of guys getting washed off the line of scrimmage. Osa can't afford to do that. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Hankins can't afford to do that. Mozzie Smith, Neville Gallimore, Chauncey Golston, whoever is in there, cannot afford to get washed off the line of scrimmage. If you can control the line of scrimmage, it at least gives the guys around you a chance to make a play, even with the misdirection and with some of the reads that they're going to have to be making. I do agree with you in the sense that I believe that the greatest playmakers have to come from the interior defensive line. I think it has to be Osa or or Jonathan Hankins. Mm -hmm. I think either one of those guys, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with it. Because teams that like to do a lot of misdirection, right? they're typically pulling guards and pulling tackles and running tight ends across the formation and just crisscrossing all the time. The one thing that disrupts all that is, a, is interior disrupt, disruption. If you have a guy in the middle that blows it up, guys can't pull, guys can't run their uh, – they can't cross the formation, they can't do any of those things that they want to do. It really causes a lot of issues. Now, the defensive ends obviously are always – these offenses are made to, to stop the feet of defensive, uh, defensive ends. So D-Law, Michael Parsons, their eyes are going to be – all over the place, right? That's the most difficult thing. But if you have some dogs in the middle that can literally disrupt and blow up the interior offensive line, and now all of a sudden they're a yard in the backfield and tight ends are getting bumped off, right, yeah. and, and guards can't pull, now all of a sudden they can't run their offense. you got to remember, they changed offensive coordinators. And I think he's just now starting. What's his name? His name is Johnson... Yeah, Brian Johnson. Yeah, Brian Johnson's a new offensive coordinator, right? Yeah, it was Dak's uh, quarterback coach at Mississippi State. There you go. Okay, so he's just now starting to figure out how to get this offense to move. You remember they had some early season struggles in terms of offense because they had offensive coordinator change. Okay, offensive coordinator left and went to the, to the Colts. Yep. But now Brian Johnson, he's now the, the guy. And he's just now, I think he's just now starting to get some tread on the tires in terms of, okay, I'm figuring this thing out in terms of play calling. Because early on, everybody was trying to figure out what's different. The weapons are the same. You know, this offense is the same. But something's just off. Well, he wasn't really calibrated with those guys yet. But I think he's starting to catch tread. But if you could disrupt what's going on in terms of what he knows is tried and true, I think you can cause a lot of confusion for him. And now all of a sudden you get him outside of what they typically should be doing, and he starts trying things out, and that's how you can get these guys off guard. Would you have uh, Micah rushing up the middle more in this game or keep the plan pretty similar to what you do against other teams with him where he's predominantly out on, on the edge? I want him on the edge. Yeah, I want him on the edge. I just think that you ask D-Law to, to, to be D-Law. D-Law has been very productive, but I think D-Law has to be a madman. I really do. I, I I didn't say Micah because I expect Micah to play at a certain level. Yeah. D Law has D Law is very effective. It is very effective in what he does, but I need him to be a complete just madman on on Sunday. And if you have both of those guys just blowing things up, I'm talking about restricting the holes, condensing everything. Now all of a sudden you can get them to play a game that they really don't want to play. Um and I'm I'm less concerned. I'm less concerned about Jalen Hurts trying to get out the pocket and force something to happen than it than it actually being designed. So I think if you can get them outside of themselves, again, by disrupting what the offensive coordinator wants to do, by blowing everything up in the middle, stopping the runs, shutting down Swift and in the, in the inside like you've been doing to most running backs, and not allow these guys to get that running portion of their game going, now all of a sudden they're going to start trying to search. Right now they're searching, and now that's the game that you want to play. If you had to shut down one aspect of the game, you want to get ready to run. Because you, even though they do a great job, they have great receivers, all those things, Jalen Hurts can throw on the run, you still would much rather have Micah Parsons chasing down Jalen Hurts as he tries to throw the ball than allowing Swift to freaking run the ball up the middle. I think you would. Yeah. Yeah, I would much rather have that as an option because at least it gives you a shot and it could possibly force you into a takeaway too. Because if you force Jalen Hurts into a bad decision, he's going to throw an interception. He's, he's, he's had eight picks this year. There you go. One of the top interception throwers in the NFL uh, at the moment as we go into week nine. So the opportunity is there. You got to stand strong up front to give the opportunity for everything else to grow from there. So should be a fun one defensive matchup. We'll talk about it a little bit more on Friday as well when we get into our specific key matchups with Nick Harris. But when we come back, we take a look around the NFL with John Machota from The Athletic. We're going to talk about it. JM takes us around the NFL when we come back with more Talking Cowboys right after this.
They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at GetJackBlack.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. That's GetJackBlack.com. Black.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, final segment from the SWBC studios at the Star in Frisco. The segment is brought to you by Invisalign, the official smile of the Dallas Cowboys with Isaiah Stanback, John Pachota, Nick Harris, Chris Beam, I'm Kyle Yeomans. All right, John, what are we looking at around the NFL? I mean, I think the biggest story, and might even be bigger than, and probably is, than the moves that happened during the trade deadline, are that late last night, I'm about to go to bed, and all mm. of a sudden I see that the Raiders fired head coach Josh McDaniels and general manager Dave Ziegler um, and had a statement and everything. And this comes on the heels of many people thinking that they would have traded Devontae Adams or made some more moves after losing uh, Monday night to the Lions. And really, uh, it just you don't see a lot of things like this happen, especially right during the trade deadline. The GM and the head coach... Um, and then to have a statement out and everything like that late at night, um, just pretty wild from that perspective. So um, I just know if you guys had thoughts on that because, to me, I was stunned. I mean, I, I guess I shouldn't be just because of where this Raiders team was going, but just because <clears throat> it was right at the trade deadline, um, or right after it, I should say, it was a little surprising to see that news come in late at night. I'm surprised they jumped ship that early, and the, the timing of it is, is definitely weird. Not only the trade deadline, but you're coming off a Monday night game against one of the better teams in the NFL, and you hung with them for a little bit. It's not like you got blown out of the water, uh, and you still have really good pieces on that team. Devontae Adams, uh, Josh Jacobs, I mean, Jimmy G's led a team to a Super Bowl. They're only a half game out of second place in the West. So, the, the timing was weird for me, um, and, and now they're paying an ungodly amount of money to both Josh McDaniels and John Gruden to not be their head coaches right now so mm. that's uh that's going to make their next next <laughs> search a little bit more <laughs> interesting i wasn't surprised i really wasn't surprised you think about the davis family and the things that they've always done when they're done with you they're done with you <laughs> right i mean that's, yeah, that's, that's just facts right when they're yeah. that's one thing i do respect about them right when they make a decision they make a decision whether it's right wrong and different whether you believe it or not whether you agree they make a decision they stand behind it and i think that they needed to send a message to this team they truly needed to send a message to this team because anybody who's been keeping an eye on the Raiders, this team, they've been losing the locker room. 
Right. Josh McDaniels has never had the locker room of any locker room, I don't think, in the history of Everton. Um, so I, I, when you see him become a head coach, I think if you're on that team, you're like, oh, crap. You know, he just has not had a lot of success, nor have you ever heard anybody yelling at the mountaintops about how great of a head coach he is. So I think that was an error. I think they forced that uh, off the heels of the Gruden situation. Uh, I think they just went with something just to kind of steady the ship. And I don't truly you don't think that really... was going to improve their chances of getting Tom Brady. No, 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 no. <laughs> you don't think, <laughs> hey, hold on. I mean, no. not, no, no, I don't want to say that. No. Never no. Go on. Keep, keep going. Uh, <laughs> hold back on that. Yeah. Not no, appropriate. So I, I mean, so, I mean, hats off to them for, for, for making a decision, standing on it, knowing, cutting bait, right? Sometimes you got to cut bait. Sometimes you're going to lose some money. We talked about this in reference to, to draft picks yesterday, um, leading up to the trade deadline. Sometimes you're going to take a, a short term ale for, you know, in terms of, finances or salary caps or whatever in terms in order to to have the long run and I think that's where this Raiders organization is they were losing Devontae Adam Max Crosby's name had came up in trades which is insane right so it's like some of your key pieces guys who were tried and true loyal as all get out well respected around the league you were starting to lose those guys yeah and if you lose those guys then you lose all the leadership on your team and and this whole thing has this whole ship has been ran into the ground honestly over there since they built the new the new stadium. It's a beautiful stadium. It's an amazing stadium, but the team has not been led yeah. since that since that happened. Um, and I think they want to get on track. And Do a you, small layer added to the frustration there, really quick, is the fact that both of their first their first two draft picks have not been well. Like yeah. Tyree Wilson has struggled bad, and Michael mm-hmm. Mayer he's only found his stride once this season, which has really surprised me. I think that's more of a developmental thing because mm-hmm. Michael Mayer hasn't, uh, and then Tyree Wilson has been awful when he's seen the field. So that's probably part of the frustration. Like, imagine if there was a losing going on here, three yeah. and five or mm-hmm. whatever, it'd be like, well, and you know, look at Mozzie Smith, you know, and it would just be like the. And they had some. They had some off the field stuff too with some of their other guys. Yeah, no longer with the organization. So sure. I mean, yeah, they need they need a new absolutely. direction. Yeah. I'm not surprised by the move. I think the way that it happened and the timing that it happened is kind of interesting. I mean, you think think about when the GM position is needed the most, and it's not the number one day on the NFL calendar, but it's very high up there. Trade deadline day is a big day for NFL GMs, and the fact that maybe teams wanted to deal for Devontae Adams and couldn't get a hold of him because he was you know, packing his desk up might have been one thing. That I mean, that's just a weird, weird timing for it. But I get needing yeah. to make a move. Maybe the head coaching thing, but you also, now that I'm even talking through this, you never want to allow an out, a GM that's on his way out the door to make a move that could hamstring you for the rest of your yeah your, the next tenure of whoever's about to replace it. I mean, if you're trying, if Devontae Adams is your cornerstone on offense and Max Crosby is your cornerstone on defense, mm-hmm. and the the ship was going the direction it was going, if you don't pull a move like that, what are you telling them? That they <laughs> just just hold on, just hang on, <laughs> just just hang on. Trust me, trust me. We're gonna get this thing right. <laughs> no, no, you're not getting it right. Now you fired a head coach and a GM in the middle of the season, even though you're in the striking distance of, of leading the division. And guess what? They know now. Okay, all right, you're serious about this. Okay, I, I, I'm not gonna jump ship yet. I was about to jump off, right? Yeah. Devontae Adams, you see him the other day. He was about to jump yeah. off, right? So now he's like, all right. Let me, let, me, let me wait this thing out. Let me see what you guys, what y'all talking about. I yeah. love Isaiah's admin voice when he gets a little hey, laughy. Yeah. And I mean, seriously, Adams was about to, he was about to implode. If he was a cartoon so, character on Looney Tunes, he had the laboo. So, okay. And I agree with you, but in watching that game, I, I do have to say that when you sat back just now acting like, yeah, he, he's, he can at least be cool with it. Part of the reason he's throwing his helmet is because of the quarterback play, and Absolutely. that and that didn't get fixed yeah. last night. So well, there, no, you, that, I mean, that didn't get fixed. But but these guys were the reason why his guy is no longer at quarterback. That's true. Good point. Yeah. So you want to communicate something to him? Yeah. That's saying, hey, that's on me. Yeah. yeah. It's my fault for letting these guys make a decision because we know why you came here. Right. We know you came here to play with your boy, and now we got rid of your boy because of these two guys. So we're sorry. We're, we're sorry. We're gonna <laughs> we'll fix this in a little bit. But hey, I have to do this. So that you know that I'm trying to fix this. Yeah. I can't keep these guys in place and tell you on the side, hey, we're going to take care of you on the back end. Just get through the season. Like, no, Cats aren't hearing that. No, they want to win. Yeah. 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 They also just fired the OC like 30 minutes ago. So, Whoa. Yeah. yeah so they're completely clearing house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the other thing that I, whenever I try and put these headlines together, the other thing I was trying, if there's anything NFC East related, mm-hmm. I, I feel like fans care about that probably a little bit more than maybe what's going on in Arizona. So... Uh, 
we talked a little bit about the trade deadline, obviously, early in the show. But I wanted to talk specifically real quick about the commanders and just the fact that, you know, there's new ownership there. They make these moves. They trade Sweat to Chicago for a second rounder. They trade Chase Young to San Francisco for a third. So now they have, next year, they have a one, two twos, two threes, and then their fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. So it just seems like, especially because the ownership, you know, has ties with the Philadelphia 76ers. It does seem like that they are just, this is going full rebuild type thing. And the Cowboys haven't played Washington yet. So there's a part of you that if you're a Cowboys fan, you got to be like, well, this looks good for these next two games against them, especially because there's been times last year, last game of the regular season where they've been a little bit of a thorn in your side. So there's part of you that must, that probably likes that. But then the other part is, uh, you have to be somewhat concerned that what if they get this right? And what if they hit on these draft picks and they turn this thing around now, the only reason I use this as an example is just because it's been a while since the Commanders have been a team where you're just if you if you're following the Cowboys that you're looking at them that like oh yeah that we got to worry about them it just mm-hmm. it's been a little so maybe this heads it in the right direction but for this season I I know that they would probably hate to see Chase Young go to a team that Cowboys probably will have to go through in the postseason yeah uh, but you see I wanted to get your guys thoughts on them really making those two key moves and then what it means for them going forward I thought it was really interesting Jonathan Allen and you broke it down yeah, on yeah. one of the national segments a couple weeks ago just bleepity bleep 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 about how he's tired sick and tired of losing and then just a couple weeks later they trade his two running mates I mean Chase Young and and Mont or and Sweat are out the door and now he's all alone, just sitting in Washington currently. So I mean, I don't. They're I, like Jonathan. You think it's bad right now? Yeah, just wait. <laughs> that was like, yeah, and here's your just wait. Yeah. I think this is more about getting some resources for Eric Benemy. You don't go out there and acquire Eric Benemy to leave him the situation that he's in. So I think that you're going and say, hey, all of our investments were into this defensive line, mm-hmm. right? And these guys are good. They're really good. But guess what? These guys aren't scoring us any points. All of a sudden, we have probably the one of the greatest offensive minds in football that's now on our team. Let's get him some, let's get him some help. You said it when we were watching uh, the game the other day. When they were cutting in with Philly and Washington highlights, you said, hey, Eric Bieniemy's not going to be bad in Washington forever. He's going to find a way to make some plays and, and, and piece that thing together. It may not happen this year, Correct. but it might happen down the road if you're able to hold on to him so as a coordinator. That's interesting. I'm glad you brought that up because mm-hmm. so I guess I didn't think of it from that perspective. So I was thinking that maybe it's going to be a full clean out yeah. after the season, but you guys don't think that? They didn't get rid of any offensive pieces. Yeah. They didn't get rid of Terry McLaurin. This is giving or, Eric Bannon and say, hey, we, we got you. Like We know you're trying to figure it out, but hey, this offseason, we promise you, yeah. we're going to give you all the assets that you need to go out there and turn this offense into as much as possible, which is what we've seen you do down in Kansas City. It may be one of those kind of halfway rebuilds, like where they yeah, rebuild yeah. the defense with draft picks and then split some of those draft picks with the offense and try and find you a they quarterback. Up that's offense. the number one so thing. They're going to have yeah. to go take a quarterback. they got to go find round. a quarterback. Yep. Yeah. And it could be a situation too where they look up and see where their current draft positioning is at whatever record that they have and be like hey let's let's trade away a couple Acquire pieces and picks. try to lose a few games yeah. and get get higher on that draft list because i think once you get after pick 14 you're you're looking at a second round type quarterback like this is a fun I think quarterback best, class by it the way. is but i think your best case scenario after pick 14 would be like quinn ewers i think Penix goes above 14 right now I think he goes above 14. what about our receiver Oh, yeah, Jalen Polk. I just think it would be so funny. It would just be so funny if Michael Penix goes to the rival and you have to sit there. Oh, yeah. Well, he already plays for Washington. Look at that. But um, uh, Washington, <laughs> the Commanders would currently hold the 11th pick in the draft if the season ended today with their three and five record. So they've got a little bit of a yeah. ways to go to yeah. be in really the sweepstakes to go get a quarterback. But I mean, but you by acquiring picks that always gives you leverage for negotiations. Sure, yeah, yeah, always. So it's not a bad move. For sure. Either you have negotiating power or you have power to go out there and just assemble and start assembling your squad for the future. Yeah, that's the other part I was thinking. Like, just when I saw the list of all the picks that they had, I'm like, are they picking all with these guys, or is this ammo to kind of put together to possibly move up? Because, like you mentioned, if you're going to do that, it's it's probably for for that quarterback. Yep. So you think about the fact that Chicago traded that second round pick for Sweat. That's a high second round pick. Right now, that pick is sitting at thirty. They gave up. What did they do for Chase Claypool? Two a second. A second. Okay. Th- that oh organization gosh. makes no sense to me. Yeah, it makes no sense to me. It, it was a like, twenty-five second. It feels though, like an right? eleven-year-old playing like Madden GM. 
And it will be Madden GM when they get Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. You're exactly right. Yeah, because they still have two and three in the draft. But, uh, yeah, very interesting across the board. Who's got one right now? Arizona. Oh, okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Arizona's got the number one. The GM pick. in Chicago's been doing a good job since he got there. Since he took over that position, he's been yeah. positioned. Yeah. There. He missed on the on the Claypool, but other than that, I don't know. They've lost a lot know. of games. I'm just saying. I'm not saying for this like this year. I'm talking about like in terms of his position, what he's doing, building this this roster towards the future. Sometimes it's not the same year type of deal. I'm not spending a second round pick on Montez Sweat. That's just me personally. No, maybe. Mm-hmm. But everybody, every dog has yeah, his day. Yeah. I, I guess. Well, every what's GM has what's his the day. highest you would have went? Like the third or? You wouldn't even do a third? I, I don't love Montez Sweat. Okay. I, I think I should probably preface, but I, I'd go like a fourth. Okay. Yeah, but that, that's me not loving Montez gotcha. Sweat. Yeah. 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 What would you have done for Chase Young? Chase Young, I would have. You could have talked me into a second, I think, just mm. because he's still young and he he was in a situation early in his career where he wasn't be able to. He wasn't on the field because of injuries, or he was not able to. Uh, he wasn't able to produce just yeah. in general. So I, there's a lot of hope still there for Chase Young, and I'm not saying there's not hope with Montez Sweat. I just think the well, talent level is obviously much the, the oh, yeah. talent level is more significant with yeah. Young, but the availability of Sweat has been much better than Young across yeah. the years. But watch, now that he's in a competitive organization, he's with this defensive front, he's with the guys around him, some of those ailments that have kept Chase Young out of ball games in the past is just going to float off into the distance, and he's going to be available quite a bit. He's going to be it's like, not, that's how it's going to go. Just goes. cutting into Randy Gregory's time? Yeah, that's what's happening. That's exactly what's happening. Remember when we thought that was going to be something? Well, no, nobody ever thought that was going to be anything. All right. Anything else? (laughs) National news and notes. We got to get out of here. We got Cowboy Storyline coming up at 10 a.m. Central Time. You can get on the phone lines now, 888-855-2297, to talk with Nick Eatman about this Philly and Dallas matchup. We'll be back tomorrow, 9 a.m. Central Time, previewing the Cowboys Cowboys offense versus the Philly defense with a little bit of QB vision. So we'll have the full scouting report from Isaiah Stanback. And we'll continue looking ahead to this Week 9 matchup. For Chris Beam, Isaiah Stanback, John Machota, Nick Harris, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from the Star in Frisco. We'll see you tomorrow with more Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?